I think I'm here. Hey there, Jared. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing just fine. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. good. All right. So, uh, everyone, welcome back to the Spirituality and Magic Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jared. Welcome back. Welcome to the channel, Jared. Thank you for having me back, man. Excellent. No problem. And, um, you know, today is going to be an episode about Reiki. So, you know, as somebody who doesn't have as much information on, on the topic as you do, and you probably know more about the chakras than I do, how would you basically define what Reiki is or what it does? Reiki is a, it's a holistic energy healing. Um, it goes back, I mean, depending on who you talk to, it can go back as far as um, back when, you know, Jesus was here and he performed Reiki um, uh-huh. or, you know, it started in Japan again, you know, Dr. Yasui, he went to this meditative place and it just kind of boom hit him and all these symbols came to his mind and Reiki came through and you use symbols and energy and focusing that energy in certain areas and Reiki is kind of like a has a mind of its own really we are just the conduit for the energy to work that makes sense you know how we don't We don't do the healing, but Reiki energy itself does the healing for you. Excellent. So do you use, when you're doing Reiki, do you use stones or are you in contact with somebody's spine? Uh, If you can explain like maybe a basic idea of the technique that you use. For me, I, I do use a lot of crystals um, depending on, you know, some people will come to me and say, you know, I need, uh, you know, my chest worked on or whatever it may be. And then depending on which, you know, the chakra for that would be your heart chakra in that area. So then I find stones for the heart chakras and I will lay them on their chest. And then for me, like they have different hand placements when you research it, but I like to put my hands in like a diamond shape. Mm -hmm. And so that I can focus through my hands into that one spot and then I just call upon my higher self or the gods or you know whoever at that time whatever I feel and become like a vessel they send the energy through me into them and then you know the person I'm working on they subconsciously you know disperse it where it needs to go okay so do you use any kind of specific hand like uh, so when you're using your hands on on somebody, so do you have a particular way that you form your hand in order to transfer energy, or is it just uh, based on the transfer itself? It's just, I mean, for me, it's like, like I said, you know, placing the thumbs and the middle fingers together to create that diamond shape in the middle. Mm-hmm. I like to do that a lot. Um, but it depends on where I'm at, because if I'm at the feet, you know, I'll just kind of grab the ankles. Um, but it's you don't have to be touching the person to do it. So, you know, some people, they don't feel comfortable with you touching them. So you're like, you know, have your hands above them for like about six inches above them. Mm-hmm. So they feel more comfortable at the same time. 
So what kind of set you on this path? What, what made you feel like you had to um, become a Reiki practitioner? Was it just an interest or was it something that something that happened in your life that kind of led you to become somebody who practices Reiki? Yep. Reiki, it was just kind of popped in there. Um, I was going to these Psychic Unite meetings where a lot of us different psychics or healers will get together. We, you know, go over certain topics and we were having um, these two ladies from, you know, about an hour away from me. They came and they were talking about essential oils and all that stuff to us. And the one lady who was selling them, she's a Reiki master. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't really know what Reiki was. So she kind of explained it a little bit. I'm like, okay, that's, you know, that's really interesting because as I am, you know, I was found to be kind of like a healer mm-hmm. before Reiki. Um, I would be, I could put my head on someone else's head and they would feel the energy transfer. So it like takes away a, their headache from them. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, that was there, and then here comes this lady that comes in. She's a Reiki master, so she has, you know, I have a healer inside me, but then she gave me that pinpoint to guide the healing, really, so that I've talked to her, and she got me through my first stage, and then my second stage, and I haven't got to my third stage just yet, but I'm working on that right now. So... What what is your level in Reiki as far as as far as your ability to practice? Is there like different levels of uh, of achievement, different levels of knowledge? How does that work? There are different levels. Um, I'm a level two practitioner. There are three or four, depending on who you talk to. Um, you can go from level one, which is your basic, you know, learning the hand movements, learning about the different chakras and you know how to work the energy and then level two you get into um there's three different symbols you start learning some people say don't share the symbols because they're sacred but for me it's like you know if i go on google search reiki you're gonna find the symbols so yeah i don't know really how much sacred there is to that yeah that makes sense yeah so then the third level it can be broke down into two two different states. You have the third level where you have the uh, God symbol. Which you learn that and it becomes you know more powerful of different symbols you learn. And then there's another another stage to that where you can teach it. Okay, so, so when we're talking about God symbol, are we talking about symbols for different gods or just this one symbol that channels gods? I'm not totally for sure yet like i said i'm level two right now so i'm not haven't really learned about it Mm -hmm. i thought about doing some research on my own to kind of learn about it but um i'm taking my time and you know when i reach that point i will get there i'm interested in learning what it is but i think it's because a lot of the symbols are um like one that i've learned in level two is a power symbol Mm -hmm. you draw that either in your mind or on the person or in your hand and that helps strengthen the energy to heal um we have one for distance healing because you know i can't you know just 
jump over to China and go do a, a session on someone. Mm-hmm. So I can draw that symbol um, and put someone's name with the symbol, and then that just kind of travels over there. I guess Reiki is something that doesn't really have a doesn't really have a space and time that it, it can just jump wherever it goes, wherever it's needed. Yeah. So, so when you are doing it in person, does somebody have to, so I, I'm not really sure how these sessions go. Does somebody have to lay face down with their spine uh, exposed or can they have a shirt on? How do you, how, how does it go in person as far as like what the person being healed has to do? Well, first thing, you know, most important is always their comfort. Um, they can lay either stomach down or on their back first, but they will eventually, you know, switch sides and then you'll work on the front to the back or back to the front, whichever way, you know, you want it. Each practitioner is different. So you have, I mean, it's just, it's just a personal preference of how you want to do it really. Mm-hmm. So when I think of Reiki and this kind of healing, I, I usually think of the word prana and prana going up the spine. So um, we get blockages along the spine uh, at various chakras. Do you focus on clearing those blockages? And how can you tell there's a blockage there if you do? Yeah, uh, prana is, you know, same thing with uh, key and the word reiki. Uh, so, yeah, we, as we go through, like in the beginning, um, some people will go through and they do a sweep so they can, they will feel the person's energy, their aura that's around them, and then they can feel uh, where something, you know, you'll have like a tingling sensation in your hand uh-huh. sometimes, or it'll be a really hot spot, you know, kind of creating that friction, like, oh, you know, there's something to be worked on. You can kind of just feel that out, you know. Some people can just feel energy mm-hmm. like one of our practices is if you take your hands and you uh kind of like form like a visualize and form a ball inside your hands and then just kind of move your hands in and out you can kind of feel the energy within your hands so that, that makes sense is there like a heat yeah sometimes there's a heat uh sometimes there's a cooling sensation sometimes it's like pins and needles uh, it, it varies on person. Um, for me, it, it is a heat and a kind of like a force. And my hand will kind of like stiffen up if there is a blockage of some sort. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a shocker that's, you know, too open, it can become a, like a cooling sensation. Like almost like, oh, my God, you rolled the window open you know, down too far and all that wind just came in at you. It's getting cold in here automatically. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that for me. So, you know, people all across the world now practice Reiki, but do you feel like it's very much based in Eastern, uh, Eastern spiritual knowledge or is, are there other equivalents that might not even be called Reiki or are called Reiki, but they use it in different ways. Are there different, uh, different forms of Reiki in other cultures? Or do you feel like the, the spirituality is, is mainly Eastern? Well, I think now since it's become more popular, um, a lot of people here in the United States have changed, um, not really changed Reiki, but they've altered the, um, 
I don't want to say it's Reiki itself, but they, there is like the crystal healing. There's different styles of teaching, but the main one is from Dr. Yusui. That's the most famous teaching. Um, but you do have. So Yasui is he? Where is he from? Where where are we? Where's he? Buddhist? He originated from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could remember where the there's like some mountain he went to that he went and meditated, and then there's something like Im- images of these symbols started popping into his head, and then he that's when it just all started, and then he started teaching other people, and then some I think. Not sure if he brought it to America or one of his other um, students had brought it over, but someone eventually brought it over here and then started teaching other people around here, and then just started just widespread, you know, the pyramid effect, you know, one person to many. Yeah. So um, Paramahansa Yogananda, he's uh, he's basically a Hindu, a Swami, or was uh, he? He kind of brought Kriya Yoga to the United States now. The, the interesting thing about this is we always have to consider that it's not that it's it's just a Eastern practice. It it comes to like understanding um, how to make the body function and direct energy, how to how to do the poses and everything like that. So no matter what understanding you have, you can still produce a, you can produce the same effect. It's just all about knowing how to manipulate the body. And I think a lot of people who associate either Reiki or, or um, really different spiritual forms, we always like to, we always like to say, okay, this came from there, but it's just a, it's just a slightly different understanding with the same effect. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. Um, so I want to actually talk about, I want to talk about Reiki and magic and how they connect. But before we do that, I think we'll go ahead and take a break and hear a word from our sponsor. And we are back. Uh, So, okay, we were talking about, we're talking about what I said previously was, you know, Reiki is, um, Reiki seems like it has a lot of equivalencies to different different systems. Um, It seems like, it a lot of the knowledge like originated from the east, which in Hinduism and other other spiritual systems, there's a lot that originated from the east. But I feel like there's equivalencies in other traditions. So what I what I noticed when you were talking about Reiki, a lot of it sounded like chaos magic, or um, which I do practice, and it sounded like a lot of pr- magical practices that I do. So is do you think Reiki and magic are connected, or and do you uh, do you practice anything that you consider as magic? I would definitely consider Reiki as a magic practice as it is changing something within your will. Um, you know, it's like it's my will to, you know, contact the higher power to channel this energy through me into another person. Um, for me, magic, you know, I do some magic, but I haven't jumped too far into it i'm still learning a little bit more on the ceremonial magic and the ritualistic magic Mm -hmm. Uh, what i what i found is that um the more that i look into right hand and left hand path magic the more i realize how most of it is gray i usually consider Mm -hmm. myself a gray uh magician because there's 
there's elements of both that I use and you can say left-hand and right-hand path are very nebulous terms. A lot of people think of it as a, a line on a spectrum, like left-hand path is evil and right-hand path is good, but it doesn't really work that way with magic. A lot of the, a lot of the practices are interchangeable. And I found that with ceremonial magic, it, which is usually considered right-hand magic, um, ceremonial magic is really rigid. It's hard to, it's hard to have creativity in ceremonial magic when the books are talking about you have to do it this way, you have to do it that way. I, I tend to kind of take a folk magic kind of stance when I'm doing, when I'm composing spells, when I'm composing rituals. Uh, and of course, I'm, a, I'm also a blood sorcerer. So the thing, the thing is, whenever I use blood, it's always my blood, of course. And I am directing will, right. just like you're talking about. But my sacred elixir, my blood, is that, is that extra conduit um, between me. It's basically an extension of my will. Um, is, do you think that different forms of sorcery, um, even chaos magic and different forms of magic, um, employ will in the same way as Reiki? Or do you feel like employing will in Reiki is a little bit different than uh, magical systems? I mean, I think it could be a little bit different. Um, I'm sure that you could use you know, sorcery and all that stuff in Reiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think for most part, like Reiki, the energy itself kind of has its mind of its own. So it's, I feel like you can manipulate the energy itself using magic, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it is, you know, it's going to do what it's going to do. Yeah. But you have it, you have that little bit of, you know, control over it too. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, in Hinduism, we have this idea of the 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 Ida and the Pingala Nardis, which are the two spinal columns uh, along the spine. Um, do you do you work along the well? It's basically the two spinal cords that are on either side of the spine. Um, do you is this a factor when using Reiki, or are you completely focused on the spine itself? How would you describe that? Um, we normally what I've been taught is normally using the shockers themselves, which go from the root, which is around the pelvis and it follows up to the spine all the way to your crown chakra, which is above the head. So it does kind of follow the spine. Mm-hmm. It may be very similar to that or the same, but just called differently possibly. Yeah. Um, I know like, the um, Kabbalistic, I just learned about this today. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure, but they have the Kabbalistic like towers. It's very similar to the um, chakras as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then we, we have the reflection, which is a tree of Quithoth, which is mm-hmm. the, well, a lot of left-hand pathers wouldn't say necessarily descending, but... Uh, becoming becoming a, a a god yourself and increasing your own will, but in my in my ideas we have the the, the kabbalistic tree and then we have the reflection that leads down in the uh, tree of Clithoth. Um So the different chakras is there is there a chakra a chakra that's harder for you to to clear or direct energy into? Do you require more skill to reach the higher ones? How does that work? Um. It depends on the 
person. Uh, like I've, I'm on, like I said, I was talking to you earlier about Amino. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on there just going in depth on the chakras. It's really each person has to dig deep within themselves to heal within. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, when I'm performing the um, the practice, I can kind of give it a start. But each person has to, you know, do their part as well for it to completely open up the chakras and make them function properly. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's almost like I do my part, they have to do their part, and depending on what's hardest for them, we'll deal with and how hard it is to open each chakra. Because if they're very shut off and they're not it's going to cause a friction when I'm doing the practice and it's going to create a lot of heat and tension within my hands and I'm going to, it's going to be so much more harder. So it's really yeah. depending on each patient themselves for that. So it sounds like somebody like a meditation practice as well as um, having a Reiki he- healer would be pertinent. So like it would, do you find that meditation actually helps the process more? Do you have your own meditations that you do? Uh, does that do those things kind of uh, collide and create a better practice? Yes. I, uh, meditation for it is I like to meditate during. Um, and one of my biggest things when I'm doing it in the meditative process is focusing on different colors. Mm-hmm. Um when if I'm at like if I'm at their feet, I can picture their body as like it becomes a clear shell. Like there's no like the clothes aren't there, the skin isn't there, the organs aren't there. It's just a like a vase of their shape of their body and it starts out with like clear and then it'll have like this black smoke inside of it. That's like mm-hmm. the energy that I get pulled out from my left hand and then my right hand will push in and then certain colors will come to my mind and it's different for each person of what colors go in because that's what they need it's the higher power saying hey this is what they need this is what you're going to focus on so i become almost kind of like a vessel but a puppet at the same time working this energy mm-hmm. see when you mentioned the the black smoke or something like that i actually do have this practice that I do sometimes where I, I put my, my finger to my temple and then I kind of picture, I kind of wind my finger in a circle and then I, my finger goes further and further away from my head and I draw out some kind of negativity that's in there and try to dispose of that energy. Yeah. That, that visualization, it can, can become actualization. Um, And what I've, what I've found is that, if I put my hands on somebody's head and then I just envision white light coming from my hands into their head, I can usually solve mm-hmm. somebody's headache or some kind of problem they had as far as not a major problem, but just like some kind of mental pain. Um, right. I think, and I didn't, I didn't really learn this from anybody or anything, any source, but I just started doing it and I saw how, how much it worked, but it sounds like Reiki and a couple of those practices really are the same thing. Yeah, that, it definitely is because, you know, I was able to do like the same things 
But yeah. I guess Reiki just kind of gives it a focus. Um, yeah. Especially with all the symbols and stuff you draw and use. It just it gets a more focused um, healing. Yeah, that's remarkable. Um, now, this might not have to do with Reiki, but are there any herbs that you that either increase the energy along in along your chakras or burning them at consumption? Are there any kind of herbs or oils that that you either employ for your patients or for yourself that actually uh, helps energy flow? Is that something that you've gone into or no? Yeah, I I use uh, Palo Santos. Yeah, Palo Santos. Um, I use that a lot. Um, in the stick like form or in the incense form? I use that as just the stick form. Yeah. I like that they end like most people will just kind of light it and go with it but if you score it it works a lot better mm. um but i feel like i use that one a lot more it uh, raises the vibrations in the room and with the person and um it's a lot less smoke so then you know your patient isn't like you know coughing like with sage yeah sage is a... sage is powerful and i use white sage quite a bit but and I, I just mm-hmm. love the stuff, but it is very overwhelming for most people for sure. Right. That's why I would like to I would like to find like an essential oil for sage so that it's you know, I can get the effects of it without, you know, all the smoke with it. Yeah, well and you know, the funny thing is I actually go to the spiritual shop that sells sage like essential it's 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 the purest like um non they only sell like pure non fabricated things like you know, as pure as you can get. So right. when I put that in an oil burner, I'll just put a few drops and then I'll add, you know, at least a spoonful of uh, purified water, maybe two or three more. And then I'll light a candle below it. And then as it evaporates, I found that even my, my friends, they're like, man, the energy of the room is great. It, the, the smoke that you usually use is not uh, overbearing. Um, right. Cause I usually use, I, I burn frankincense and dragon's blood. Like it's, like it's, I don't know, like I feed on it. <laughs> I burn that all right, the time. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, definitely a good response from the people that I've talked to that the, the oils are uh, higher vibration and uh, lower intensity on the lungs for sure. Right. Yeah, you got to really find, you know, what works to create that sacred space when you're working with someone else. Because if it's, you know, they just come over or you, you know it's just stagnant it's it's not gonna work as well it's gonna you're gonna find a lot of clutter in your work when there's clutter in the atmosphere for sure so um so i think we should talk a little bit about bells and possibly uh, either either quartz bell i don't know what you call what do we call these things uh, basically bells made out of quartz different forms of quartz or crystal um okay. and and also, I have some Buddhist meditation bells from Nepal, some chimes that I use in a singing bowl. Do you ever employ these kind of bell objects in your work? I don't. I don't have any. I would love to. I've been one to get the um, quartz singing bowls, mm-hmm. but financially wise, those they're expensive. Are, <laughs> they are, especially the chakra set, because they yeah. have one for each chakra and I think that's like a was a thousand dollars. I think when I looked at it. Yeah, yeah. So like so. I, I have I have bells that I use. I don't have any of the quartz 
ones myself, but I, I definitely want to in the future have them. But they, like you said, they're just like one chakra one is like about 150 bucks. So it's, yep. yeah, it's it. That, and that's just for the solar plexus. Oh uh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. So when we're talking about crystals and um, let's, let's talk about pendants. So are there crystal pendants that you wear to aid your work or do you carry where, how do you carry crystals when you use them? How do you employ them? Um, I normally will carry them in a pouch. Um, that is, I bless them and use the Palo Santos to, am I, am I saying that right? Cause I know you, I, uh, Palo, Sa- right, Palo, Palo Santo. Santo, uh, I mean, Palo Santo. yeah, yeah it's usually like, see, I actually had that problem when I was, <laughs> I was talking about, I, I used to pronounce Santa Muerte as Santa yeah. Muerte, <laughs> but then I learned that like the A should be more like an O. But no, yeah, you're right. you're close enough. So. Okay, <laughs> but um, yeah, I use that to cleanse the stones uh, beforehand. I bless them. Uh, I will use uh, frankincense oil on certain stones because I know some of them, you know, dissolve within water or oil. So I try to avoid using it on those, uh, especially like malachite. That's uh, one that will dissolve. Mm-hmm. Try not to lose my stones. I like to keep them. But um, I will keep them in a pouch and use those. Um, I sometimes have a clear quartz necklace that I'll wear. Mm-hmm. Is uh, it like so a I pendant or is it like? Uh, it's it's like a, either it's going to be a raw form or it's going to be the, uh, it is like a pendant. Um, mm-hmm. What is, I'm I'm like losing my train of thought. <laughs> um, well, I mean, basically what like I'm asking point. is, is it a string that's attached to a quartz or is there quartz beads all along this string? Oh, it's a string with a pendant at the end. Got it. Just one. And if I decide to use the, you know, pendant, like some people take them and will feel out the chakras and see which ones are blocked and which ones are open or too open, depending on which way it spins, how fast it spins. I've seen a lot of people do that. Um, I had a Reiki session done to me one time, and this was the most magnificent thing that's ever happened. A guy, he takes and he'll put, you know, there's certain flat stones that you'll place on each chakra. And I had my eyes closed the entire time, but he would take a pendant and see, you know, how open it is or how closed it might be. He placed one of the flat stones on my throat chakra and then you know even though my eyes are closed i know where he's at he has he's turning around and doesn't face me when he's grabbing the next stone but my throat chakra after he got done using the pendant and he turned around the stone i physically felt it like spin just a little bit on my throat before he turned back around oh wow through me i was like whoa like that's that's something whole nother level for me yeah i I imagine man that's pretty amazing yeah it was great but yeah i mean i feel like it had something to do with him using the pendant as well and that's kind of a it's telling me you know this is which you know if my throat chakra is closed off or it's open by whichever way it turned i think it turned left. I think that was it being closed off. 
That makes sense. So, uh, yeah, that actually uh, that would make sense that it would change position based on energy mm-hmm. direction. Um, so what I, what I would recommend if you don't have one, which you, you might already have one, I actually use a quartz wand. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a long piece of quartz that's rounded, but it's like this. It's basically a wand, but it's all the edges are rounded. Um, okay. I use that in rituals like all the time. Um, and I keep that on my personal shrine. Uh, do you ever, do you ever use a wand or anything like that? Um, I do. I have one that I made myself. Oh, um, wow. I found a, it was a stick that I had at home, not at home, but it was like on my walk. I would always go to the park. That was my sacred space. I created myself out at, in public, found a stick. And I'm like, this is perfect. So I took it home and I have wrapped copper wire around it. And then from the tip, I have the clear quartz all the way down to each chakra. Mm-hmm. There's an aligned all seven stones I have glued on there and then just created like a, you know, gold uh, yarn wrap as a handle. I'll, I'll send you pictures of it later, but it's, I use that for my um, Reiki sessions to, you know, feel out you know where you know where the energy needs to go if there's a certain chakra that needs to be worked on um or you even use that to draw the symbols over someone mm-hmm. for working yeah that uh that it's definitely effective when you have that co- copper wire around it i i usually i usually prefer just like the quartz wands but the copper wire does work for like does definitely work um so have you heard of organite uh, yeah, I have. Um, like they take, I've seen uh, a lot of them on Facebook where they have like the pyramids with the different stones in them, and they have this um, spiral of like copper and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that you're talking about? Yes. Well, um, yeah. So my friend actually, there's not a lot of people that make black sun organite, and this is pure black organite that has mm. the combination of minerals, but it's it's completely black because it's mainly obsidian. And okay. he pours it. He pours it into molds and makes different shapes. So the one that the one that he gave me recently uh, to test out, and well, he gave it to me, but I'm I'm also going to let him know, you know, how it felt. So I've I've talked a lot about cleansing them. You can you want to make sure that once you get one, you bury it for one to three days, and then um, uproot it so that any negative energy goes into the soil, into the earth that can handle it. Um, right. or you can, um, another way to cleanse it is you, if it can be put into a combination of sea salt and water, purified water, put that in for a day, cleanse it. And then you want to charge it, which you put it in the sun, direct sunlight for at best a day. Um, but the one that I have, I had to bury because the one that he gave me recently. So it's basically, it's basically two-sided. One side has these these five these five cornered pyramids on the edges and then as as you go closer and closer to the center these pyramids get smaller and smaller that is to direct energy into your solar plexus because it's right over my solar plexus when i wear it and then the other side is uh i always forget the name of this um this pulling in it's a it's a shape like a kind of like this inward spiral um, towards the center and then that that inward spiral design is pulling in energy and then the pyramids 
uh, which probably aren't pyramids. They're If they're five-sided, they're something else. But uh, it's directing the energy directly into your body. But after I cleansed it and I was, you know, wearing it for uh, a few days, I was like, man, I, I feel way – I like I have way more energy. And I'm actually – I'm more positive as a person. He didn't tell me what it was going to do. But he uh, – and, you know, he can talk about it more than I can. He talked about positive ions being directed from your environment into – into your solar plexus but um Wilhelm Reich is the one that came up with Organite first but uh this one really works and what it does is it has those two sides that I said then it has two magnets on the inside and then um I'm not gonna say for sure because it's illegal but it may or may not have ayahuasca at the center um and then that is that is a further it it further I, would, I want to say spiritualizes because that's very vague, but it, it further allows, it draws in the energy more, encompassing the magnets and the two sides of Blacks and Organite into your body. But it's it, this one, they you can't buy this anywhere. He, he, he makes them and uh, he can't really sell them anymore. So this one right. you can't really buy anywhere, but there's a, there actually is other Blacks and Organite pendants. There's regular Organite, which isn't as potent, but it still does does its function um as long as you cleanse and charge them and uh you know there's ones you see with the uh, copper coil at the center i actually have a uh i have a root chakra big pyramid with the uh, copper wire in it um in, on my personal shrine as well but it's uh it's powerful man and if man if anybody out there that's listening can get a hold of black sun organite i'd highly recommend it because it's something that i the the stuff that he gives me i've given to a couple of friends and they they definitely feel it uh it's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful mineral slash crystal combination that's just supercharged um if i actually ever if i get another one uh that's similar to the one that i have i could send it to you just to uh so you can feel what i'm talking about but uh does that sound does that sound like something that uh could work as far as a black sun organized is that something that um that maybe you've kind of worked with before as far as just regular organite or is it completely new um that that to me is a little new um i guess as there might be different kinds of organite that i've heard of yeah like that one that you're talking about is really pulling the energy in and you know focusing on that part yeah the one i've heard of is like it it blocks out um, all the uh, EMP negative ions from yeah the is it is it EMP? Well, it's both. It's, it it's negative ions and EMP. Uh, some people think they're the same, which is fine. But yeah, but, yeah, it does because it uh, blocks out all that stuff, so it doesn't really come near you. I've watched uh, people take the um, the uh, EMF detector. And, oh, it might have know, been became, EMF. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I was like, I wasn't thinking. I was like, EMF, EMP. What was it again? Uh, um, I thought but, it was EMP, but I think you might be right about EMF. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's an le- electric magnetic field where it blocks that out. So then mm-hmm. there we you're go. Not yeah. Being affected by it. Um, because if you if you think about it, have you ever um had an aux cord? plugged into something and then um the other end of it will make touch like the floor or something and it makes that weird buzzing sound i have but not had you, that happen but i, I think no. i know where you're going with this 
But if you go and you, you touch the end of that, it'll stop. So I feel like we, we as in ourselves have a electronic charge, you know, mm-hmm. we have this electric magnetic field to ourselves that people aren't, you know, aren't really familiar with. They're like, you know, a lot of people don't really think that we have energy. But when I started noticing that, I was like, okay, I touch it, it stops. But if I let go, it's not that buzzing sound, but I touch it again, it stops. I'm like, you know, that really makes me feel like, okay, there is some electric that comes from me. But I think with the Organite pendant that I've seen before, it helps, you know, negate all that from happening and you're not you're not being affected by the negative energy that comes in from it yeah definitely because i have seen those videos where basically you have that emf um um gauge and then once you put the the uh organ in front of it it completely negates anything that is affecting you that it's it so a lot of emf is negative um but that, that's actually what most organizers use for is blocking those negative, that negative energy coming into you for sure. Right. And it's, it's just, it's interesting the, you know, how that stuff works, you know, and then to think about it that way where we have this electric charge inside of us and electricity is basically, again, you know, vibration. And if we, if we get, you know, all these other um, electronic vibrations that are in the air, you know, coming at us that can affect our bodies and the way they function. And if we can, you know, block that out, our bodies may function better. Um, It may even clear up our chakras so that we can, you know, for me, my throat chakra is, you know, blocked a lot of the times. I can't really, you know, get out what I'm trying to say, maybe in my mind, but it's just not coming out through Uh the throat, you know. So I feel like that's good for that. And see, you know, the interesting thing about some hard drugs, which this is many, many years ago, but hard drugs, a lot of the time, what I felt when you take them, there's this, there's this natural energy that we take in from the crown chakra uh, or this, maybe not energy as much as connection. You feel this connection with that, which is beyond. I've always believed that consciousness is not created in the brain, but received. It's the brain is a receiver for consciousness. Um, but when you use hard drugs, um, I'm talking about like meth or cocaine uh, or, or heroin, um, that that connection is, you can feel it being severed. For people who are, sens- who are sensitive to energy like that, you feel the connection to uh, that which is beyond uh, is, is severed. And it's kind of an isolating experience energetically. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, and then most people aren't sensitive towards it, so they don't really uh, they don't really notice it, but it definitely happens. So um, so basically, in wrapping up here, what do you think people should know about Reiki that maybe some common misconceptions, or maybe something that you just kind of want to share when it comes to Reiki that um, that people who don't know about it should know. With Reiki, um, definitely there is that warning that comes with it that, you know, it is a healing practice, but if you're missing, if you're missing an arm, go to the hospital. You know, I, you know, I can't fix that problem. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's not a, you know, heal all, you know, I, it's a practice that is 
um, it goes along with your medical pra- practice as well. Uh, so use them together. Um, Reiki now is being more is more popular for a relaxation meditative practice. That's what it's most known for. But you know it can help alleviate some pain. Um, you can you know if you're having like headaches or you're having you know just some hip troubles that can help alleviate that pain and make it you know easier to handle before you know you go to the doctor and you know maybe have that hip surgery and you know for it to be all better Mm -hmm. but it's you know it works together with the you know science scientific medical practice versus a holistic medical practice so a lot of people get that confused and i want to make sure you know everyone knows you know don't don't come to me. like I said. Don't come to me because you're missing an arm. I I can't put that back on. I'm sorry. That's not my, <laughs> my part. No, yeah, I, I totally get it, man. So, um, you want to go ahead and plug your own podcast, and if you want to, you can plug your business. But I don't know if you want to do that. But you can you can uh, plug your podcast for sure. Yeah, um, my podcast is on Anchor.fm slash Jadrick Baldur J A. Oh my gosh, I can't even spell my own name. J A D R I C B U L D U R. There we go. I did. I hope I even spelled it right. Wow, my mind is. I, I know that Jodrick is spelled J A D R I C. I don't know. I think it's like. I think it's B A L D U R. And is it wow. is it a capital B and a capital J or? Yeah, capital D. So it's J A D R I C capital B A L D U R. Excellent. I don't, I don't use. I haven't. I'm just now starting to really use the name. So yeah, trying to get that spelling going. No, yeah, I totally get it, man. I, I it took me forever to remember what my Patreon is, and it's simple as hell. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and plug my own Patreon. Why not? Um, you can too if you wish. But um, my Patreon is www.patreon.com/slash/darkrealist. Capital D, capital R. And people can get a little bit of extra content as far as what I write, as far as my videos go, and as far as my podcasts go, just for a dollar a month. Feel free to check that out. Anybody listening, um, do you do you want to plug your Patreon or is it not developed enough to? Yeah, I haven't got my Patreon completed just yet, yeah. but I am going to when I add this to you know Facebook. I'm going to add my Amino page where I have a lot more posts for people to go and just. Oh check yeah, out tell, tell us about Amino. With. Tell us about Amino, Amino, and like your Amino page. The Amino, it's basically um, one big app, but there's a ton of different communities in there, so you can go and check out. Like mine is on and spirituality. You just type in spirituality, the first one there. Um, but you can go on there for multiple different things. They have pagan groups. There is one that's really big on pagan. There's a lot of them are good on anime. There's a ton of different ones. Like I said, I'm on the spirituality app. Um, and basically, when you go on there, you can post whatever you post within the guidelines of spirituality. They will make sure of that. Uh, my name is The Other Side the underscore other underscore side uh you can find my 
my description of the chakras I am actually going through right now from the root to the crown of a deeper level of the chakras. And that is what a lot of people are loving right now. Um, but yeah, it's basically where you can go and you make posts about things. You can read other people's posts. There's no judgment. Um, if there is ever any hate, you bring it to one of the leaders. They assess it. Um, you know, they give people warnings and stuff. But it's very, it's a very safe app uh, for anyone of all ages, even kids that are under eighteen. It's it's a perfect, perfect app for social media for anyone of all ages. So it's basically just called Amino. Yeah, A M I N O. Excellent. So they type then, that into the app store and they can find it. Yeah, you can find it. It's absolutely free. And then once you're on there, it'll tell you to search for communities and then you can search for whatever you want. The Walking Dead, uh, anime, spirituality, like that's the one I'm on. Or you can search other just people themselves. Like you can just go on there and search my my name, the other side, and you'll find me on there. Wonderful, man. Hey, uh, I want to thank you very much for uh, coming on to my podcast here today. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. And uh, I want to thank all of you for listening. And I hope that you take this information to heart and perhaps look us up where we are available. And I hope to see all of you on the channel in the future.